Vibrations Podcast, Part 10, Tales, Eslin Terragina. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So what's been happening over the last week? Our new Free Books to Hong Kong Helpers initiative has slowed down a bit. So if you know any helpers interested in free books from Vibe, please let them know that we're open from 12 noon until 6pm every day. And if they want to come and see me in the shop, I'm generally there on Tuesdays, Fridays and Saturdays. If they don't have time to come and pick up the books, then I'm happy to drop them off anywhere in Moiwo, or happy for employers to take them on the helpers' behalf. Book donations continue to come in and are generally in good saleable condition. Thank you. Don't forget to contact me in the first instance for any large donations of over 20 books. We had a large donation of good condition and new DVDs recently, including music and films and some documentaries. Our stock of adult and children's face masks from Shirley at Lantau Ren has been replenished. Today I'm going to pick up the latest batch of vinyl stock. Look out on Facebook and I'll publish the album covers to tempt you with. They'll be largely rock, pop and indie music. However, I'll also have a further 50 classical and jazz albums in stock by Saturday. We have two dogs. Wilson, a 13-year-old Jack Russell Chihuahua, who's quite punchy. He came from Powers, the ex-Lantau pet rescue team, run by Jackie Green with Ocker. Our second dog, Jack, is an 18-month-old village dog who prefers to be cuddled as frequently as possible. We adopted Jack at eight weeks old from Tails Pet Rescue, formed by Eslin Terragina in 2018. And this week's interview is with Eslin. We're here at Vibe with Dr. Eslin Terragina, who's a chartered psychologist practicing in Central. But not content with just one career, two years ago she also founded the animal rescue charity Tails and followed her passion for animals and animal welfare. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to do that. That's my bit. <laughs> this is my podcast. Why are you so empowered that you have to do my thing for me? <laughs> because I've listened to you ramble through it about ten times now. Just just go with it, roll with it, roll with it. Okay, no, I will roll with it. You, you are quite right, actually. I did mess it up at least ten times. Okay, so welcome to Vibe, Eslin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, Gary. Pleasure. Okay, so moving right along. Uh, TAILS. What does TAILS stand for? Team for Animals in Lantau South. If you want to know what we stand for in terms of mission. Um, no, not yeah. really bothered. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. Give us a bit of that ethos. Let's let's just get through that, shall we? <laughs> oh, our shiny mission. It's completely volunteer run, so most of us have uh, full-time jobs. It's supporting uh, either injured or stray or um, neglected, abused, surrendered, abandoned animals um, and giving them, you know, the nurture that they deserve, the voice that they need. Um, and giving them their medical attention through our uh, collaborating vet practices um, and then hopefully if they are suitable uh, rehoming them to families in which they can thrive and be happy and okay uh, and that's largely 
dogs and cats um would you take an owl if you saw one in, in trouble <laughs> we, we, we don't deal with birds um, okay. <laughs> we mainly deal with with dogs and cats just because that's where we have our experience we have our expertise we know what their needs are um if we um you know if someone joins the team who has knowledge on uh say rats or hamsters or chinchillas or turtles those kind of things um then we would maybe extend um to include those animals as well but right now we don't want to overstretch ourselves okay all right so that makes a lot of sense to me and so are you bounded by lantau we prioritize lantau animals so we wouldn't want to be in a position where we couldn't take on a lantau animal because we've taken on a bunch of animals from um, other parts of hong Mm. kong so we always make sure that um we can reserve lantau spaces so um we can prioritize lanta animals especially if they're injured but yeah we, we are open to taking animals from other parts of hong kong and then our fosters and adopters are all over hong kong so they're not lantau based necessarily um and our volunteers are also from all over um hong kong that said uh, for the field team so the more hands-on animal rescue that really does mm. go out um when someone spotted an injured animal for example um that goes out when they can uh there we prefer to to have lantau based volunteers just for yeah. practicality and logistics reasons and speed okay now uh, so if people see let's just say more woe area um if people see animals injured dogs cats what should they be doing first and foremost to report them um, well, there's a, a whole bunch of things. So we're not an emergency service because, um, like I say, we're volunteer-based. Um, we don't always have the resources to help with an animal and, and we might not have the uh, the human power at that point in time to, to go and help. Um, so there's different other rescues that can be called. Um, if it's an injured wild animal, uh, AFCD is really the go-to person. Um, but also for dogs and cats, uh, <clears throat> SPCA is the official emergency line. Now that said, mm. we will try and help if we can. That's yeah, so it, I suppose it should be stressed that your volunteers, uh, it, they, they have day jobs and so mm. they and they have uh, social lives, etc. as well. No. No, they don't. <laughs> you sign up so, for tails, you don't get a social life. That ends right there. That's fair social enough. Life. So, so if you'd like to work for tails, please contact Evelyn <laughs> on the following number. And this is how things start, I think. You know, so if you are looking for a dog or a cat to adopt, um, certainly let Eslin or Eslin's organisation aware of that and the sort of um, uh, animal that you're after. Um, we did that uh, about 14, 15 months ago with Eslin and um, we were actually looking for something totally different to what we ended up with. <laughs> um, however, we love our Jack. Uh, Jack was dropped on um, Steph's lap one day, uh, just here at the shop actually, a two-month-old puppy, at that time called Yellow, uh, from a litter of puppies that were all given um, coloured colours as names. Um, and a, and this and this is how things were. So basically, we, we liked the look of him. He was small, and we wanted small. Um, <laughs> however, what we didn't realise is that small as a puppy doesn't mean small as an adult. <laughs> and so, uh, once um, let's say three or four months of peeing and pooping in the house had finished, <laughs> the dog actually seemed 
quite large to us. <laughs> you were informed about this. We were informed. Apparently, we were informed about this. <laughs> I just sniffed out weakness that day. That's what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some good advice for you. Please don't show weakness in front of tails. They do no weakness. Our adoption fee is 1500 uh, just because you get a full animal, um, a complete animal, basically. So you get the first year of annual vaccinations covered with that. Mm. You get um, the desexing at five or six months um, covered by that, the microchip and uh, license, the rabies shot. Um, you get the first tick and flea prevention and then um, one to two dewormings included with that. And then you also get um, the heartworm test and six months of heartworm prevention uh, included. So the 1500, to be honest, um, if you did this all the, the same procedures on your own, you'd probably be paying more just because we get a discount at SPCA that allows us to uh, make that price um, mm. comparatively low and, and be cost covering to some extent. Um, obviously, a lot of animals do come in with other stuff and other issues, so um, it will cost us a lot more than 1500 usually to fix up an animal. Yep. depending on what injuries they come in with. Basically, in terms of the um, the fee payable, it doesn't matter whether it's dog, cat, kitten, old dog. Yeah. It's flat fee, 1500 which is yeah. very good value. We Yeah, yeah. we used to um, have a, a lower fee for cats, but we've had to put it up because we realised that most of our cats come in with cat flu and it just mm. adds so much cost to our treatment that the we used to have 1000 for cats and 1500 for dogs and the 1000 for cats just wasn't feasible. We were really struggling to get the cats treated. Right. Um, and since pretty much every kitten, every cat comes in with cat flu now, um, or or something else, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always cat flu, but um, we've had to unfortunately put it up because we were just really making such a loss that we weren't able to to cover. Just out of interest, over the you've been running for two years now. Um, how how many animals do you have you saved during that period of time? Do you think it's roughly around two hundred and forty animals over the wow. last two years? Yeah. Uh-huh. 240 animals i mean i don't think either of us are mathematicians but i think that's somewhere around two two a week we'll work it out later <laughs> um, but but um that's a phenomenal amount um of animals that wouldn't have been saved had tails not been there um so they're definitely filling a, a, a good space um on land for us and uh, well well respected what motivated you in the first place to to set up this pet rescue charity mm-hmm. um well, I mean, I'd, I'd been seeing, or I've been privileged to see the, the great work that uh, Oka and Jackie had been doing mm. for so many years. Um, and then uh, Jackie relocated back to the UK, Jackie Green. Yeah. Because people knew mm. um, a few of the people that had um, like ties with Jackie, um, people would then kind of post on Facebook or get in touch personally and say, oh, there's an injured animal. And because Jackie was always the the main person and she was you know driving the rescue missions I was yeah. like oh, I don't know what to do with that you know um, but then because I saw the need was there I just um, yeah started to kind of educate myself more and then Jackie was giving advice and Oka was giving advice um, on, on what what to do and then eventually uh, I guess we just realized that um, without you know having more of a, a more resources and something yeah. more official that that wasn't we weren't really able to help these animals and so that's kind of from where it went yeah yeah very very brave move i think because once you step into that space 
easy to get in but hard to get yeah. out again you know because <laughs> yeah. straight away people are well Eslin will sort it call Eslin you know you need to call Eslin no matter what t- time of night or day and and that's a tough place to be and so really you've built it from there to be now a fully uh, recognized charity mm-hmm. with a team of a core team of around four people mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. okay so if somebody wants to foster a dog or a cat how should they proceed yeah, I mean, no, we've got, um, so there's a questionnaire <laughs> to fill in. And then usually when we were running adoption days, which we're not doing COVID now at the moment, um, but then you could come and meet the dogs or cat, well, cat, the dogs mainly. Um, and then uh, we could have a, a little chat and an interview. Um, there's usually a home visit involved. Um, and then we take it from there and then yeah. the animal you connect with um, or the one that needs fostering um, you can then take into foster um, we do ask for long term fosters just to keep stability for the animals because they're already recovering from trauma a lot of the time so we don't want to add to that stress um, but obviously if you know if something came up for you or you needed to change fosters uh, as long as you give us a couple of days heads up um, we could, we, we're definitely happy to rearrange. Um, we don't have a kennel, so um, all our animals are in foster, um, unless there are animals that we're struggling with or that have behavioural problems or that need some short-term boarding, um, then we do uh, collaborate with uh, another kennel um, for short-term sort of boarding support, but generally speaking, um, all our animals will be in foster homes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we do, okay. we always desperately need fosters um, that are willing to give short-term love and care and nurture and and yeah help save another life really okay all right and so i guess really this year you know last year it was a big success you know you were you were um every saturday pretty much or every other saturday outside the china bear people would could come and see uh the dogs and the cats that they could adopt covid comes along in 2020 and so how has that affected you um, no, not really, actually. I mean, not not necessary in a negative way anyway. I feel like because a lot of people were working from home, it was actually easier to find fosters because people okay. were at home. Um, Adoption-wise, I mean, we had more animals this year than last year. I think in our right. first year, we had about 80 come through our doors. We actually have helped more animals this year. Um, I guess it's also because we're more known. We've got a bigger network. Um, we've got more fosters. Um, more people mm. know of us. We do. We have more adoption applications now and so on. So we've been able to help more animals. Um, but that said, because we can't do events, we are struggling to raise funds. Um, and then, of course, because we don't have a kennel, we don't have one place where everyone can come and and meet all the puppies right so we do arrange one-on-one meets with the foster families between fosters and adopters and so um in a way it's it's become logistically a bit more difficult to get um people to meet different pups and be able to you know meet a wide range of personalities um and also just to arrange meet and greets in general has become a bit harder but um we're really lucky because actually uh lush is doing their charity pot for us (laughs) lush um does uh vegan friendly animal welfare friendly um products like shampoos okay. conditioners body wash etc so right um yeah and they uh, so they're for hippies sort of thing are they 
<laughs> They're for anyone who cares about animal welf- welfare. Okay, yeah. and the planet <laughs> Who's as not well. stuck in the 60s. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Hands up. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah, so they're they're very uh, you know have a, have a great mission in terms of environmental protection and animal mm. welfare and things like that. And um, they are doing uh, a charity pop fast, so they'll be um, good. Yeah, it's good. they will be selling a tails uh, body cream. I think okay. it's a little pot. Right. Um, and all the proceeds will go to our rescue animals. So that that will start from the 27th of November and it goes on, I think, until about the 6th of December. Perfect. Um, so we'll actually be having a couple of um, events, hopefully, at their stores on the weekend of the 28th, 29th. Bring some puppies along and, yeah, it's nice. nice. Yeah. Big shout out to Lush. Very Big exciting. shout out to yeah. Lush. How are you funded other than that? You know, where, where do funds come from? Uh, I mean, our adoption fees tend to try and cover the package that I mentioned mm. before with the annual vaccinations yeah. and so okay. on um, for every animal but then when we have a bigger injury in um, we tend to ask for private donations yeah right so so if is anybody listening who is in an influential uh, position uh, <laughs> to to make a donation one-off or ongoing um, please contact Eslin Terragina uh-huh. of course a registered charity we're able to give tax deductible receipts so if that's uh, of interest so yeah but a serious business you know these guys are doing great work they're saving 240 animals every two years at the moment and I think that's only going to increase they can't run um, without some help and support so um, and that's help and support may be in the terms of um, working as a volunteer mm-hmm. it may be cash orientated um, and, and as somebody just came into the shop and offered some services uh, like graphic design mm-hmm. um, or dog walking so these are all areas which which can help tails and give them a longer you know give them some stability going onwards mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, you know, just in terms of workspace, do you have somewhere that you operate out of, somewhere where you can be contacted? Um, yeah, my balcony. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch, so that answers that question. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, it would be nice. Um, Someone kindly donated a shipping container for us. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we can store a lot of the crates. Remember the little crate Jack was in for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big help. So, yeah, so we can store some of the things that won't be spoiled, that don't get mouldy, that don't melt in the heat, those kind of things. So certain bowls, uh, leashes, uh, crates, all those things can be stored in there. Um, But then um, we are trying to, because we do need more funding, and we are trying to do what some of the other rescues have done, like Hong Kong dog owners, um, which is uh, to have merchandise that they sell on, yes. like merchandise, um, you know, for, for animals or merchandise of their own animals, um, like calendars and things like that. So we we do want to do more of that. And for that, we probably need more storage space yeah. um, because those things can obviously go moldy and spoil and, and so on. Um, yeah, so unfortunately okay. at the moment that's not in the budgeting. It's yeah, not a priority. Yeah, yeah. Our, our vet bills are always going to be our priority. Um, but yeah, if someone did have a space, um, then that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, for you guys, there would be two things to use for the space for. One would be a storage location, hopefully somewhere reasonably, you know, with sort of car access or yeah, uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. Um, and secondly... Uh, <coughs> useful to have some sort of shop front that yeah, people that can cut sort uh-huh. of a central 
place that they can come to. Yeah, so it would be really nice to listeners. have. Um, yeah, it would be really nice to have a, uh, a a place where we could have a point of contact for our supporters, but yeah. even so, also showcase some of our animals and and just have you know when people come in, there's maybe three or four puppies there they can yeah. meet, um, and and see who they have a connection with if they're interested in adopting. Because at the moment, the logistics of of doing individual meet and greets or waiting till adoption days pick up again is quite challenging. Um, so yeah, yeah, that would be really nice to just have a point of contact, um, also for item donations and all these kind of things. Yeah. And so, behavioural issues. Do you have contacts of people that are, are that can train dogs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The psych, the, the uh, psychology of dogs. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, canine behaviour uh, specialists, behaviors, yeah. uh, dog trainers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. So you can put people in touch with with mm-hmm. those. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, and and also they can do. Um, I mean, for, for they'll they'll offer a, a support for our animals for for free, but right. Um, they also are able to do more longer term training. Um, for people at at right. a very reasonable rate. Um, right. For okay. anyone who's interested, and yeah. Yeah, Princess Terragina, thank you very much for coming to Vibe. Thank you for having me, Sir Gary. (laughs) You can find out more about Tales on Facebook at Tales Lantau or www.taleslantau.org. This week's shout-out to a local Lantau business goes to Dr Peter Dusherman, Chief Archmage and Mirror Polisher of Meta Magic Matrix. The dude abides at Vibe on Thursdays. Amongst many other qualifications, Peter is a fully trained magician and tarot master. He can be booked for these and many other services. To find out more, why not drop in one Thursday for a chat? Check out Peter's Instagram at tarotphilosopher and or Peter can also be whatsapped on 60183857. So why not get some magic back into your life? Next Saturday, Hong Kong author and historian Gordon Poon will be giving a talk about his latest Hong Kong history book at Vibe from 2pm Saturday the 21st of November. The event, as usual, is free. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the 10th Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green, like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath, afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.